This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Gainful. One of the biggest streaming platforms on the entire internet and home to countless gamers, gamers, entertainers, musicians, podcasters, and people sitting in hot tubs, they fell victim to an absolutely massive security breach earlier this week, which resulted in a very large amount of sensitive data being publicly leaked, with reports uh, or, and threats of more leaks to come in the near future. Uh, Amazon's streaming platform Twitch showed that not even they are safe from catastrophic hacks that expose private information about their users and partnered streamers to the world, causing both chaos internally and externally for the service and making the lives of its streamers, at the very least, a little awkward and very aggravating in the hours that followed the data dump. Yeah, they can't pretend to be poor anymore. <laughs> yes. Because they're not. So the most prominent piece of this leak and the part that obviously garnered the most attention was a spreadsheet showing the payouts for members of Twitch's partner program, how much each streamer makes or has made over a certain period of time. And we'll get to that part, but first, it's important to understand the full scope of this hack and subsequent leak, because there was a lot more than just partner payouts included in the 125 gigabyte torrent of info that was leaked by a user on 4chan. Basically, all of Twitch leaked, the entire site from its source code to internal documents, products in development, Amazon Game Studio information, internal security tools, and of course, the previously mentioned financial documents related to its partner program. It's a lot of stuff. Yes, like when uh, the entirety of Facebook went down, the entirety of Twitch got leaked. Yeah, mm. and uh, I have some theories on who did this. <laughs> yeah. My, no, my main suspect is the King of Jordan, and I will explain this later. Yes, we'll get into <laughs> it. <laughs> but uh, here's The Verge. The poster claims the leak is designed to foster more disruption and competition in the online video streaming space. Okay. Uh, the Verge is able to confirm that the leak is legitimate and includes code that is as recent as this week. Video Games Chronicle first reported details on the leak earlier today. Twitch has confirmed it has suffered a data breach, and the company says it's, quote, working with urgency to understand the extent of this. The leak is labeled as part one, suggesting there could be more to come, and they add that the leak doesn't appear to include password or address information on Twitch users, but that doesn't mean this information hasn't been obtained as part of the breach. In fact, the leaker seems to have focused on sharing Twitch's own company tools and information rather than code that would include personal accounts. It was also reported in the leak that, mm -hmm. uh, unsurprisingly, Amazon Game Studios was planning to release yet another online gaming store and launcher similar to Steam, Epic Games, and so on. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's the least surprising thing about this leak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, you mean Twitch and Amazon are going to do their own uh, gaming store and platform? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, this is something that not only you could assume was coming, but also something that we wouldn't be surprised already existed, <laughs> yeah, but was just not adopted by users. I don't know. Wasn't there a standalone Twitch application that did this before? I feel like there, I mean, I know, I think there is still a standalone Twitch platform and, and I think that you can buy games on it. Yeah, I seem to remember something like that. Yeah. Either way, their plans for an actual game store and launcher were leaked, so it looks like that will be something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. uh, makes sense with the success of uh, New World. You've been playing a lot of that, right? I am 35 hours in. I am enjoying Nerd. it thoroughly. I have uh, I did my first dungeon this week with a bunch of uh, people, and I kept apologizing profusely. I'm like, I've never tanked before, but I respect just for this, and I really appreciate you giving me a chance. But no, I'm having fun. It's it's literally Warcraft with uh, more realistic graphics. And I was addicted to Warcraft. Makes sense that I'd be addicted to this. And it sucks that it came from oh, Bozo's shit. company. Here we but go again. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. He likes it. A lot I of people do. like yeah. it. I will never play it. Um, but uh, yeah, they also leaked like the Prime integration that Amazon does with 
everything. Yeah. Because there's a lot of that. So I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? But let's get back to the part of the league that had everyone talking. Because it was the most tantalizing, delicious, enticing part of the whole thing. How much your favorite entertainers, or maybe least favorite entertainers, <laughs> yeah. on Twitch yeah. are making? And to the shock of absolutely no one, a lot of huge streamers make a lot of money. Yeah. it's. I mean, you could have easily just done a lot of mental math based on just a few quick metrics to come up with at least the fact that all these people are making fucking bank. You but... can do a very easy average of monthly yeah. income uh, with readily available information. I mean, yeah, you can you can set up a baseline just by looking at the publicly available list of number of subs and multiply that by $5. Uh, numbers which most of these streamers willingly put up on the screen for sub goals. Yeah. So it's all right there. It's not really... This, this was so unsurprising that when it leaked, I was just like, well, yeah. I was actually like... I mean, a lot of these people are making crazy amounts of money, but I would have assumed that the numbers would be higher. Honestly, yes. Because, I mean, like, people... there's a, It's also a very... The, the, it's a weird slice of time because yeah. it extends uh, across, like, almost two full years, yeah. but it's cut in between certain months. Yeah, it's it's a pretty arbitrary... It's like a year time. and a half or two years or two and a half years or something like that. It's really... It's not like a, a solid one yeah. year or a solid two years. But it's, you know, it's it's just at a glance. It's a, it's a lot of money for really any period of time. Yeah, and I saw one comment <laughs> that was like, wow, you'd think Ninja would be hired. It's like, no, he made, like, $30 million at Mixer during this exact point of time. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's, I think he's fine. But um, yeah, it is a it is a weirdly measured amount of time. But it, it says what people already knew. It feels like this information was already well known and obviously, like we just said, easily calculable uh, because uh, the majority of data needed to provide an estimate into how much your favorite streamer is making. It is readily available. There are sites that track uh, subscriber numbers, uh, and a lot of streamers put it in their overlay. Yeah. So. There you go. Um, Twitch streamers, uh, they typically get around uh, $2.50 to $3 per subscriber. So if someone has 10,000 subscribers every month, they're probably making 25 to 30 grand before they pay taxes. Um, the data, we also assume, includes bits. Uh, uh, the bits, that's like spending yeah. money on Twitch. And also ad revenue. But ad revenue, it's going to be minuscule for all uh, but the biggest streamers. And bits, while not insignificant, aren't as widely used as subscribing or what's really driving a lot of these numbers, gifted subs. Yeah. Um, regardless, this data almost certainly includes all of that in the total that you're seeing. You're, you are seeing a combination of subs, ad dollars, um, and bits. You're not seeing Streamlabs, though. That's Which a true. lot of people increasingly use because you get a much better share yeah. of uh, the money. Yeah, and uh, we're not really sure if these payouts include uh, payments related to exclusivity agreements because uh, you would assume a lot of the bigger streamers have those considering Facebook and YouTube have done those as yeah. well uh, and obviously Mixer, um, rest in peace. But uh, <laughs> that could also change things a bit. It's just we don't know if that's part of it or not. Yeah, so the monetization that this data doesn't include is any additional income made from sponsorships, Donations, merchandise, etc. Basically, any kind of income that doesn't go directly through Twitch. Yeah, like you were saying, Streamlabs. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the totals are yeah, gamer girl bathwater. We don't have the numbers on anything like that. Yeah. Uh, the numbers are inaccurate, but only in the sense that some of these streamers, particularly the bigger ones, probably have a lot of extra income sliding in from other avenues on top of what 
we see they they get. are inaccurate because they are lower than probably what reality is. Although yeah. you have to, you don't take into consider consideration taxes on all of this. True. Yeah. Uh, still, and and, and honestly, uh, every single person on Twitch who's made any money on that platform, down to the, the smallest bit, has paid more taxes than Jeff Bezos yes. and Amazon yeah, yeah, yeah. have paid. Ever. That's that's the thing. When it comes down to this, it's like, look. Yeah, great. These entertainers are making money. Are they paying their taxes? Because if they are, great. Do whatever you That's want. All I fucking Everyone should pay their fair share. If they're not paying their taxes, they got problems. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah, while these numbers might seem shocking to people, especially because these are just people who stream themselves. They, they're sitting in the front of the computer. Yeah. I mean, this is, come on. You sound like a boomer. This isn't new at all. I mean, at the peak of YouTube monetization for gamers, you saw big YouTubers buying mansions and collecting sports cars, and being so obnoxious about all of it. <laughs> but this this is not new information. Mm -hmm. It's it's a great gig being able to make money on your own doing something you love. Everyone out there who's blown away by these numbers should absolutely become a streamer. Yeah. Grind for countless hours, months, years. Build an audience that supports them. And uh, get to a point where you're rivaling actual television series and broadcasts for viewership all by themselves. Like, that's yes. the thing. It's like You should do this. As silly as this is, uh, you should see what they're paying like fucking James Corden to get to get like kind of equal uh, view counts to a lot of these people who are just doing it from home. Yes. Like as a as a one single person. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. My, my theory to get back to my theory is that uh, I believe that this is the work of perhaps King of Jordan, perhaps a, a few other uh, high ranking uh, politicians and oligarchs throughout the world to distract uh, away from the Pandora papers that leaked earlier this week. It always seems to happen after, uh, you know, people, yeah. are, billionaires are called out for uh, hiding their money in offshore accounts. They're like, let's start some infighting with yeah. uh, different uh, levels of people on the, billionaires, on the ground floor. They're trying to throw you off their scent by making you get mad at some Twitch streamers that are making, like, Literally what you would expect. Yeah, the for... King of Jordan's like, don't look at my billion dollars worth of property in California. Have you seen what this XQC guy makes? <laughs> yeah. Now, it is obviously wild to see new media people making bank. And we certainly have a few friends on that list that are killing it. And good for them. As long as they pay their taxes and they can live comfortably doing what they love instead of clocking in and out and working for someone else, that's great. Pay your taxes. Uh, there's people on this list that we can't stand. Doesn't matter. Pay your taxes. Donate to causes that you believe in. All good. Yeah, I didn't give them any money, uh, and you can watch all their shit absolutely free if you want. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. This all this money was handed over completely voluntarily. Yeah, it's it's the fact that there is a massive amount of people that watch it, so any little contribution adds up over the course of years. My favorite is like Marxists getting mad about this when like streamers, even the ones you hate, are objectively exploiting no one. Like. Either no one or, you know, we're all, you know, there's no... Yeah, you're, sure. We're yeah. all part of an yeah. exploitative system, but they are personally exploiting uh, far, far, far fewer uh, people than anyone making the same kind of money at, like, a job. Yeah, independent creators are literally seizing the means of production. Yeah. yeah. So they are workers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everyone... XQC is a worker. <laughs> True. Everyone on this list of highest paid streamers is probably paying more on their taxable income than the people who own these billion-dollar companies. And if they aren't, the IRS will be on their ass while someone who is legally obfuscating their income through offshore accounts gets a pass. 
literally two days after the Pandora Papers, which showed how the world's elite are hiding billions, if not trillions of dollars, the Twitch Papers leaked, <laughs> and everyone online vilified a bunch of normies who are making bank because they're the best on the platform. Like, And if, if you disagree with that, go do it yourself. Literally, you can do this right now. Go stream for eight hours a day and try not to lose your fucking mind. Every time we've done an all-day stream, I'm just like, I'll never do that again. I, yeah, this is, it's fucking miserable. You lose your fucking mind just sitting alone at your computer talking to nobody. Yeah. It's, uh, it sucks. Are we shocked that XQC is a millionaire despite uh, not ourselves enjoying his content? No. Thousands upon thousands of people watch him every day. This number wouldn't be shocking if he were an actor on traditional TV or movies. It's just people are like, it's like when esports got big and uh, and Colin Coward was like, oh, booger eaters. He's booger eaters. And it's like esports is a billion dollar industry. Yeah. Like it's just people discovering that there is money to be made in entertaining people online. Yeah. Uh, is it shocking that Hassan makes as much as he does? No. The guy streams all day, every day to tens of thousands of people. By comparison, cable news hosts like Rachel Maddow and Tucker Carlson make millions more than him every year. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's. Yeah, it's crazy seeing these numbers. And look, pay your taxes, good for you. Yeah. And again, you can watch all these streams completely for free. <laughs> completely free. <laughs> it's a free service. None of this shit is paywalled. Yeah. Anyway, Twitch has issued some updates on the leak, including a theory as to how the data was exposed in the first place. Here's Engadget. The site said the data was exposed on the internet due to an error in a Twitch server configuration change that was subsequently accessed by a malicious third party. It added that its teams are working with urgency to investigate the attack. The Amazon-owned streaming site added that it has no indication that any login credentials, including passwords, were exposed. Additionally, full credit card numbers are not stored by Twitch, so full credit card numbers were not exposed, the company said. Twitch also said that out of an abundance of caution, we have reset all stream keys and provided a link to get a new one. And uh, speaking of leaks, yeah. earlier this week, we spoke about the whistleblower who came forward regarding Facebook's own internal studies, which showed just how bad the platform was for people and society as a whole, yeah. especially children. <laughs> uh, you know, stuff we all sort of knew just intuitively, but uh, it, it, now it had been confirmed by someone on the inside who had not only exposed the studies, but also unmasked themselves to add validity to the claims. Yeah, well, Mark Zuckerberg has now responded, presumably while smoking meats in his backyard. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he responded to both the massive outages that the platform experienced earlier this week and obviously the whistleblower comments. Uh, and his reaction was pretty dismissive of the entire thing. Basically boiled down to saying that uh, in spite of the company's own internal reporting, the statements made by the whistleblower were untrue. Uh, his comments, along with some uh, analysis from Input Mag, are here. Uh, right away, he is dismissive of Hagen's general view of Facebook's internal activities. Quote, I'm sure many of you have found the recent coverage hard to read because it just doesn't reflect the company we know, he writes. We care deeply about issues like safety, well-being, and mental health. We're not sure what company Zuckerberg is referring to. Facebook employees have been sounding the alarm on the company culture for years now, and that's only the post's second full paragraph. Much of Zuckerberg's post attempts to gut Hogan's testimony from its core. Uh, he waxes poetic about how her arguments are just not true. Continues, Zuckerberg calls into question her view on the meaningful social interactions MSI model Facebook has been using for a few years now. He says switching to an MSI model, quote, showed fewer viral videos and more content from friends and family. This assertion is on a base level untrue. The MSI newsfeed is by Facebook's own...
information, though not publicly, best at amplifying divisive content. It is meant to be more personal, and often this translates to being more partisan, more charged, and less safe. Zuckerberg goes on to say that Facebook switched to this MSI model, quote, knowing it would mean people spend less time on Facebook. He says research suggested it was, quote, the right thing for people's well-being. But we've seen the research now, Mark, and it's painfully obvious that Facebook knows its algorithms are not good for people's well-being. Why bother saying something so easily proven false by Facebook's own internal documents? Uh, the article goes on to say that uh, perhaps most frustrating about Zuckerberg's statement is his repeated assertion that Facebook is committed to being open about its research. <laughs> this is categorically untrue. Across the board, at every possible opportunity, Facebook gatekeeps its data and internal research. Uh, unless Haugen had combed through Facebook's networks to pick out these documents before leaving her position, we would never have known anything about Facebook's research on teens' mental health. <laughs> Quote, if we're going to have an informed conversation about the effects of social media on young people, it's important to start with a full picture, Zuckerberg writes. On this point, it seems that we agree, though Zuckerberg seems to think Facebook is already doing all it needs to do in order to present that picture. Uh, this from the company that was less than a month ago caught feeding third-party researchers enormously incomplete data. The company with a research program so fickle it regularly sends experts packing. <laughs> so, yeah, it seems as though Zuck's entire public response to the whistleblower is to just claim that uh, it's all fa false or, you know, fake? disingenuous. Yeah, I mean, saying that it's fake news. Um, even though Facebook's own internal research says otherwise. Uh, honestly, we didn't really see this going in any other way. Facebook routinely downplays the effects that it has on society and it, when it makes it look bad. And uh, it does the opposite when explaining how their service brings the world together. Uh, it's just still, it's strange to see Zuckerberg himself out there cheerleading this company. The guy is wealthy beyond measure, but he just can't let go of this brand. Warts and all, he's mm -hmm. still there. Uh, even though he is obviously very, very aware of the damage that this platform causes. He has to be. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we do have more news for you, including more tech news, because it has been a very loud week for tech news. Too loud. Uh, but we also have some standard entertainment news for you as well. Right after we thank today's sponsor, Gainful. Ugh. There's nothing Ugh. more personal <laughs> than your health. So when it comes to finding the right nutrition supplements to meet your fitness goals, you need a personalized approach. Thankfully, there's now Gainful, the personalized nutrition system that's formulated for your body and your goals. Gainful gives you peace of mind that your protein, hydration, and pre-workout supplements contain the finest ingredients specifically for you. I got my package in the mail. It even had my name on it so that you know it is personalized to you, and it makes it takes all the guesswork out of doing this pre-workout stuff and yeah. post-workout stuff. You fill out a pretty lengthy but like not too long survey about dietary stuff, your fitness goals, mm -hmm. and they, they mix it all up exactly to your specifications. Boom. Shipped right to the door. You don't want lactose like me? No lactose. Yeah. You love lactose? Here's, Here's some more lactose. lactose. <laughs> uh, get started by taking the five-minute Gainful quiz. Gainful considers your dietary needs, goals, and unique physiology to personalize your formula. Gainful delivers your supplements with no shipping charge every month. You can cancel anytime or adapt your plan as needed. All Gainful products are formulated by their on-staff registered dietitians and are backed by pro-level exercise scientists on their science advisory board. Every Gainful customer gets complimentary one-on-one -on -one access to their own registered dietitian, available anytime to answer your questions. Gainful's rigorous quality control process ensures that your supplements only have clean ingredients that you can pronounce, along with zero artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. Start your personalized fitness journey today with Gainful. To get $20 off your personalized supplements, go to gainful.com slash newsdump. That is gainful.com slash newsdump for $20 off. Gainful, personalized nutrition, 
made for your tastes. All right, back into the news with one more tech-related update because uh, yeah, Twitter is apparently testing a new feature that is going to warn its users before they jump into a conversation that could be a little in too intense for them, mm -hmm. uh, which is hilarious from the outside looking in because that's basically Twitter's bread and butter. Yeah. Interaction. Yeah. And as we learned with Facebook, this the is a, angrier the better. This is a real Facebook move, Twitter, yeah. to like pretend you care about this shit. Yeah, so the new feature is quite literally a vibe check. <laughs> yes. uh, Twitter uh, support, it, they explained to the rollout saying, ever want to know the vibe of a conversation before you join in? We're testing prompts on Android and iOS that give you a heads up if the combo you're about to enter could get heated or intense. This is a work in progress as we learn how to better support healthy conversation. So the prompts that appear on tweets and their marketing images show a conversation based around college athletes making money from endorsement deals with an alert below that the below, below the reply button that uh, states, heads up, conversations like this can be intense. And there's an additional warning that pops up if you decide to jump in anyway. Let's look out for each other. Our values make Twitter better. <laughs> Number one, remember the human. Communicating with respect makes Twitter better. Number two, facts matter. Checking the facts helps everyone. Three, Diverse perspectives have value. Discovering new perspectives can strengthen your own. Yeah. Shut up. Let me see the tweets. <laughs> Get out of my fucking way. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, one of the first real world examples that we saw of this new feature was a warning attached to a tweet that simply stated, a better world is possible. Uh, yeah, that was in response to news about a massive oil leak at a refinery in Texas. So careful out there. Yeah. This conversation might get heated. A better world is possible. Remember rule number three. Yeah. Have you thought about Marathon Refinery's diverse perspective on the issue? <laughs> They're probably also upset about this. Yes. Don't, look, we got a lot of perspectives here. One of them is the oil company who's yeah. losing lots of oil. You're going you're gonna to make this, these oil executives feel sad. Yeah. <laughs> stop, only, oil, but... stop bullying the fossil fuel industry. <laughs> I can only imagine, like, it's got, like, every conversation and every tweet that you tweet has to have this warning pop up for iOS users. Don't, hey, you respond to Elliot's tweets, you're jumping into a, you're jumping into a shark tank here. I mean, it's, yeah, you can tweet even the most innocuous shit, and yeah. people will find a reason to misinterpret it and get very angry and then start fights with each other in yeah. your replies and be like, guys, I'm going to mute this right now, but <laughs> good luck to both of you. Well, now you won't have to. It'll have the warning pop up that'll be like, are you sure you want to get involved? It's like, uh, you know, it's like drunk people at a bar and there's some rustling going on and you're like, oh, I'm going to go get a better look at this. And then you have like one friend who's like, I don't think so. We should probably stay out of this. There's no good that can come from joining in on this fight that's about to break out. Yeah. And I, you're like, no, I want to see. I want to get a front row seat to this. All right. You've been vibe checks. <laughs> you know, I did. I did kind of appreciate the one uh, a few months back that they added where like. If you reply with a bunch of profanity, they're like, hey, there, you sure you want to Seems like that? you're really angry. Yeah. And like, it's called me out on that a couple times. And I'm like, yeah, actually, you're right. Not worth my time. Thank you, Twitter. I'm going to just go out, go on with the rest of my day. And uh, that's what I was saying. I like, get mad about this. Back when I back when I used to drink, I would be like, Twitter needs to put like, do like the things where you put the math problem in order to like yeah. get on it. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're like too drunk, you're just like, yeah, not worth it. So. This is great. The vibe check is now uh, in working order, so be prepared for it. It was everyone. only like replying to like politicians and shit that I that it was vibe checking me, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I would like to tell them to fuck off, but also they're not going to read that shit. Yeah, good point. Yeah, thanks, Twitter. Anyway, finally, back over to some entertainment news. Obviously, Squid Game, 
a show, not a video game, <laughs> is the most talked about thing right now. It's basically inescapable in normal conversation. So it's no wonder there's even more Squid Game news this week. Mm -hmm. But uh, this little update is less about the quality of the show and more about some unintentional side effects of their quest for realism on the series. Apparently, a phone number that was shown on the show was actually real and resulted in a South Korean woman getting inundated with nonstop calls. Yeah. Great job. Here's CNN. Netflix has said it will edit scenes featuring a phone number in the smash hit show Squid Game after a woman in South Korea said she was inundated with thousands of calls and texts. Kim Gil-young runs a dessert shop in Songju County and has been using the number for 16 years, she told CNN Thursday. When the hugely popular South Korean fictional drama Squid Game was first released, Kim said she was receiving thousands of calls per day. In the past few days, she has been getting hundreds of calls and texts, she said. This is seriously disrupting her life, she said, explaining that she is now taking medicine to calm her nerves after a doctor diagnosed her with acute stress disorder. Quote, I cannot focus because unknown numbers are repeatedly calling me, she told CNN. Uh, Netflix confirmed to CNN that it had edited uh, scenes, including the phone number. Together with the production company, we are working to resolve this matter, including editing scenes with phone numbers where necessary. Kim said she originally took the number for her personal line, but started using it to run her business when she started her dessert shop a year and a half ago. Since Squid Game was released, it has been impossible for her to do business with the phone number, she said. However, she says she can't give it up. Quote, I had past customers who called to complain they cannot get a hold of me. One caller asked for the product, but when I offered it, they say they were joking and hung up. Do they not have, like, 555 over there? That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, th there's plenty of fake phone numbers that you could use. Actually, and I think Hollywood, like, in the past decade, they've... Because 555, it's... it's Obviously, it, like... It's kind of... It pulls you out of uh, stuff. Like, you're watching something super serious, and it's like, 555. I think, that, I think they came up with a new one that's, like, not just a string of yeah. three of the same number. But, yeah, uh, I'm surprised... I thought that was like a universal thing that everyone understood. Like, you don't put real phone numbers in shit. Uh, she continued, I cannot tell the difference between genuine business calls and prank calls. One person called and asked her to make him one of the jumpsuit-clad agents in the show, while others have asked to participate in the game, she said. Kim said she spoke to a representative of the show who said the situation was unforeseen and offered her 1 million South Korean won, $840, in compensation to pay for a new phone. It's not the phone. <laughs> However, Kim said the offer wasn't sufficient considering that the phone number was used for business and she had already paid for adverts featuring the digits. Yeah, that like, sucks. This is why, as we just said, every phone number in production, at least for a long time, started with 555. Now they've come up with something else, I guess. This isn't a new or unheard of problem. And it's actually pretty irresponsible for the company to not check on the phone numbers that they display in the show. It takes five seconds to use the number and see if it's real. Yeah. And the few times where they use a real number, it's like a little Easter egg where you call it and you're like... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They could buy the number and put it in the show yeah. and you'd call up and it'd be like... They could even do it as like some kind of viral marketing where it's like, we'll pick you up at something, something... Like yeah. with the show, like something you're now in the, show. the Squid Game. Yeah, exactly. But... Um, that is what should have been done, and hopefully this they get her more than just a fucking phone number or a new phone. Yeah. So I would be I would be upset by this. Because like the the vibe of this show is extremely dark and serious. This woman's probably getting phone calls that are a lot of times pretty fucked up. So I feel really bad for her. Yeah. Yeah. In other news related to people getting attention for something they had nothing to do with, Clint Eastwood is pissed. More so than usual. <laughs> and this time. He's actually pretty justified in his anger because a company was using his face to sell their products without his permission. The ads in question were for a CBD brand, and they were using images of him from his younger years to market their products, even though he had zero involvement. He has now successfully sued the company and won a $6 million settlement. Uh, here's the New York Times. 
The actor Clint Eastwood and Garapata, the company that owns the rights to his likeness, were awarded $6.1 million on Friday in a lawsuit they had filed against a Lithuanian company that was accused of using Mr. Eastwood's image and likeness to make it appear as though he was endorsing their products. Last year, Mr. Eastwood filed two lawsuits in federal court in Los Angeles against three CBD manufacturers and marketers whose products were featured in an online article falsely claiming that he endorsed CBD products, as well as 10 online retailers who he accused of manipulating search results through meta tags. According to the first lawsuit, the online article contained a fake interview with an outlet meant to resemble the Today Show. It included a photo of Mr. Eastwood from an actual appearance on Today, as well as links to buy the items. Quote, Mr. Eastwood has no connection of any kind whatsoever to any CBD products and never gave such an interview, the court document said. Yeah, so there's like these ads of him like, oh, Clint Eastwood endorses uh, I love CBD. it. It keeps my joints strong. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they should have just put a big bottle of CBD in that empty chair he talked to at the RNC a couple years Mr. ago. Mr. Obama. Yeah, that was weird. That whole thing was weird. Everyone loved it, though. The crowd ate it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The guy, he's, a, he's a strange guy. And now, now he's out there crying macho. Crying macho. I don't know what this is. It's a funny title. Pop, yeah, then pop, macho, macho shows up and no one believes him. Yeah. The boy who cried macho. It's, it's on HBO Max, and apparently it did uh, perform not very well. Yeah. Uh, finally today, though, we got to pour one out for a classic. Classic recurring event that uh, brought the entire internet together. Everyone all on the same side, making fun of this stupid, stupid thing yeah. every year. Yeah, brought us all together so we could mock the company that we use to consume all of our media. YouTube has officially canceled the YouTube Rewind. Oh. That year-end compilation and celebration that came around so that everyone could mock it. It was, it was embarrassing. It got worse every year because YouTube... Not that YouTube got worse every year, although it kind of did, but like it became way less personal. Yeah, it, the the YouTube Rewind was clearly part of the of YouTube's larger project that they've now kind of abandoned of like making YouTube mainstream. Yeah, and it, it is mainstream, but they were doing it in a very like old media sort of way, mm-hmm. where they were putting billboards up for like Grace Helbig and being like, "It's just like TV." Yeah, it's the new TV. And it's like no, it's it's something else. Stop, stop trying to do that. Like. Well, it's like all of the people that got really big on YouTube early, like as soon as actual traditional TV came knocking, they immediately ditched their channels. Yeah. Like, bye. Um, they and, cashed uh, out. Good for them. Yeah. Now, I Justine is her. She's literally a. Uh, she just goes to events and mm. hosts them. That's it. Is that working out? Probably. Yeah. Probably she gets probably paid like in a turn uh, appearance fee to just show up and be like, "Look at that. That's cool. I'm I Justine from YouTube. I mean, I haven't posted on YouTube in." A decade, but well, you don't know that. Maybe I, she, she hasn't. She might. Have, I, 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 you don't. I don't you're know. not watching. I only ever see her in like sponsored posts on Twitter now. Where oh, she's okay. like pitching some product. Well, there you go. Anyways, yeah, it's it's finally over, and it's all your fault. You guys mocked it too much, and now you don't get anything. In a tweet about the decision, YouTube said the following: "Thank you to all the creators involved in Rewind. We'll be looking forward to your rewinds as we focus our energies on celebrating you and the trends that make YouTube hot slash fire Ugh. with a different and updated kind of experience. Stay tuned. So they're basically saying, oh, you think you can do better? Why don't you just make the rewinds? Which people have already done quite successfully, we might add. Yeah. Uh, PewDiePie did one not too long ago, one of the years that uh, everyone was protesting it, and it. People loved it. Thanks, PewDiePie. You did all the work. Yeah, there was one a few years back that also featured PewDiePie, but it was it was about like just the most controversial like fails 
Yeah. Of uh, just people canceling themselves and whatnot. It was it was a great rewind. I think just the all uh, these people just fucking up. The uh, beginning of the end was the Will Smith with the binoculars thing. Yeah. That was like the final. Like everyone's just like, all right, this fucking sucks now. That, was that the one where uh, all the YouTubers were on like the battle bus? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think that was it. And it's like, yeah, half of them were like just Twitch streamers, not even like they just yeah. were uploading clips to YouTube. Yeah. Um, anyways, TubeFilter added to the announcement saying, after shelving last year's iteration of YouTube Rewind due to it, the hardships and heaviness of 2020, YouTube has exclusively confirmed to TubeFilter that it is doing away with the annual compendium for good. The decision was made on what would be the 10th anniversary of Rewind. Uh, YouTube said it's not abandoning the project because of the widespread criticism it has received on more recent efforts, but because its platform has become so massive that it is impossible to encapsulate its vastness and diversity within a minutes-long compilation. No, I'm only stopping because we've already accomplished our mission. We've done it. (laughs) My work here is done. Yes. But you didn't do anything. Honestly, this is like for the best. Uh, It's literally nothing more than a reason to make fun of the platform because it's you know, it's evolved from a place that was creator-driven to another place to consume all of, like, the mainstream stuff that you were getting elsewhere. Yeah. Just more conveniently. And with independent creators taking a backseat to everything else. It was all... It was just... YouTube is trying to form any sort of, like, identity or, like, large-scale narrative around YouTube is... It's impossible. Impossible. It's, it's just, ubiquitous. It's a website you go to for videos of all sorts. Yeah, it was, like, 10 years ago. It was, like, oh... Here's easily identifiable the 20 biggest yeah. YouTubers. Now, year. like, I mean, I don't spend a ton of time just browsing YouTube, but, like, it's, if I'm looking for something, anything, like, I'll stumble across a channel that has, like, 50 million, or not that many, but, like, millions and millions of subs that I've never even heard of, but, like, they're absolutely massive in, like, this niche. whatever yeah. niche they're in. And it's just like, yeah, I would have never, never, I would have never known about this, but this person is clearly... Hugely popular at like Korean cooking, yeah, or like reviewing hand tools and shit like that. Good for yeah, them. Yeah, like the when right. I got into magic during the pandemic, I was like, "Wow, there's a lot here, and it's all getting an Im- immense amount of views, and it's all very helpful and and uh, yeah. exactly what I'm looking for." But I had no idea it existed until I wanted to specifically look for that thing. Yeah, uh, Tolarian Community College and uh, others. I it's it's been a while. I just play the game on the phone now. I'm kind of detached. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, YouTube's existence is the only reason our show exists, and it's the reason we get to make a living mocking all the news and entertaining all of you. So we're happy it exists. Yeah. Not saying YouTube is bad. It's just weird to watch it turn into just another content streaming platform when it was so focused on creators in the not too distant past. It yeah. just seemed a lot smaller back then, I guess, because it was. But uh, I don't know. Anyways, thanks for finding us. Yeah, in this, we appreciate in this it. Endless sea of content. Yeah, enjoy our free videos. Yeah. But uh, if you want to pay us back, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment, hit the like button, whatever, whatever makes you uh, feel good. And uh, we'll be back for another episode of uh, Weekly Weird News very soon. So check that out. And if you haven't seen our most recent videos, check them out over here too. A lot of tech stuff from this week. A lot of tech. Uh, tech too, every week. Too much tech. Exactly. I want to talk about spooky ghosts and yeah, pumpkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boo. Boo. Good Dodgers.